0: Bethany Ann rapped on the door and waited half a second before barging into Martin's office, face red and eyes furious. He put up a hand to forestall the bitching. Close the door without breaking it, and I'm not at fault. He chose this particular order for the two phrases because he didn't want to replace the glass. Again. The last time wasn't Bethany Ann's fault, but he was sure her previous efforts to reduce his glass to shards had helped. After a significant effort to restrain her desire to slam the door, Bethany Ann turned back around and didn't give Martin a chance to get a word in edgewise. "'What is the meaning of this? I have a few months, a few months, Martin, to finish my case, and damn it, I can. There is no proof that I've got only six months left to live. That's only the doc's best guess. Otherwise, I am fine. Nothing even comes back on any of the physicals. I'm doing better, if anything.' Who pulled this bullshit request and took my case and shipped me out? Martin waited for a second to see if she was done. Well? Apparently she was. Martin squared his jaw and said three words that were sure to fuel the flames of her ire. I don't know. He stared at her, and she glared back at him. He could see the logic synapses firing in her brain. If anything, she was the brightest he had- hell, the brightest he'd ever known. If he could have just a few more years with her out in the field, there was no telling how many cases she would close. As it was, Mother Nature was being a real black-hearted bitch. Bethany Ann had a very rare blood disease, one they never even had the ability to check for until recently. The doctors, although not 100% sure, pretty much agreed she had less than six months to live. With her only 28 years old, it was a crying shame. Martin admitted doing a little of the crying himself when no one was looking. Besides the physicians, he was the only other soul who knew. She wouldn't even tell her father. He had raised her on all of that male testosterone bullshit he was indoctrinated with in the military. Figures, Martin thought. Treat her like a boy and see what you get. Never easy to get close to, and since her mom died at almost exactly the same age of unexplained causes, it was most likely genetic and passed down, and she was the first and only child. Getting to the end of her logic chain, she narrowed her eyes. If my father so much as mentions my condition before I can tell him, I will personally fly back to Washington and kick your boys so hard you will sing falsetto until Christmas. Martin put up his hands. Duly noted, Bethany Ann and for the record, I'm innocent. I wouldn't abuse your trust like that. Martin didn't even bother with the insubordination. Bethany Ann never meant to hurt her friends, but her temper was also apparently genetic, considering the rumors about her father's famous rages. Cooling down, Bethany Ann strode over to the two chairs in front of Martin's desk and sat in one, tapping the paper against one of the Lou Louboutins she really enjoyed wearing when working in the office. The only reason Martin knew of them was because of the red soles. He counted silently in his head, expecting to hit 30 before her next question. He got to 17. If you didn't tell the general, and I'm still on the team, it was evident this paper she was tapping on her shoes was proper orders, and she was still gainfully employed. Why the hell am I being sent out to the middle of the country? That, Martin stated, is the question of the morning.